May the words of my mouth and the meditations of all our hearts be always acceptable in your sight, O Lord, our strength and our Redeemer. Amen. Amen. Please be seated. Tonight, even as the world continues to spin on its axis, and while markets fluctuate and government grinds to a halt, and conflict and violence continues here and abroad, we pause, we stop to celebrate this one thing divine birth. It's quite a contrast, isn't it? And it begs a question. Is it merely a temporary reprieve that we're looking for? Or do we really, in ourselves and through ourselves, want to offer our world a more transcendent vision of itself? As the proud grandfather of brand new twin granddaughters, I have been thinking a lot recently about what it takes to raise a child, to grow into the full stature of what each of us are so miraculously created to be. It is no part-time task. Did you know the average newborn will need to be changed, on average, 240 times a month. (laughs) It's a fact. And that's only one. Yes, sometimes love is that basic. It's about food, shelter, cleanliness, protection, physical, emotional, and spiritual health, attending hourly and daily and weekly and monthly to the most mundane and fundamental needs of human life. And yes, this enterprise of loving others into life comes with a price. Sleep is sacrificed. Sleep patterns change, never to return again. (laughs) All other daily activities and relationships are made subordinate to the one supreme work of nurturing the life and well-being of this love that is uniquely and miraculously embodied in the relationship between a parent and a child. It is humbling work in which all of us, parents and children, are brought regularly to face our own limitations. No parent can claim perfection, only being good enough. The work of making love incarnate. 
demands time and care and attention, not just occasionally, but over a lifetime. And there is formed in this life-giving enterprise an indescribable bond beyond words that is so supreme that any mother or father will risk their very lives to love and to protect this one child. So tonight we celebrate the birth of one such child whose entry into this world was so unexceptional as to be completely overlooked by all but a few. Christian tradition makes audacious claims about this particular child. He shall be called Wonderful Counselor, we say. Mighty God, Son of the Most High, Prince of Peace, Emmanuel, God with us, God around us, God among us, God within us, Emmanuel. Really? Really? In this one child? Those are bold and incredible statements to make about a single child born to a peasant girl in an obscure Palestinian village, seen over and against the expanse of the surrounding empire, the military and economic power, the tribal and religious divisions of the world, every claim we make about this one child was then, as it is now, stunningly preposterous on the face of it. This, however, is the claim. This is the proclamation. This is the divine insight of this night. Wonderful counselor, prince of peace, God. with us. That's the vision. For those who have eyes to see, there is, there is something embedded, something deeply implanted, something innate, something brilliant and radiant and luminous to be seen in this one child. And this is it, the source of life itself. Divine love blazing in the flesh with us. A wise nun that I know says this, war and peace 
the epic saga of humanity, are all that our history books contain because they are all that our hearts contain. War and peace. That's it, she says. We, we are all alternatively either crippled by our fears or obsessively looking for love, most usually, as the old song goes, in all the wrong places, in an endless cycle of suffering. Surely, there is a better way. The wise ones tell us that if we dare to look deeply into the face of this child, we will see not the face of Jesus, but actually ourselves. We will see and know that there is something embedded, something deeply implanted, something innate, something that is brilliant and radiant and luminous. And this is it, the source of life itself. Divine love, blazing in us, in every human being. Yeah, that means you. This divine love, like a child, if it is to grow and thrive in us, does actually require our ongoing attention and our time and our thought and our care. It invites the reorientation of our hearts and our minds and consciousness itself, not just occasionally tended to, but hourly and daily and monthly over a lifetime. This, friends, is not sentiment. Nor is this work child's play. Our world does not need more fear. What our world really needs are human beings who have the courage to grow up, to do the work, the inner and the outer work, the spiritual work that it actually takes to be fully human, fully alive, fully awake, fully conscious, fully in 
love. Nothing is more important. Nothing is more demanding. Nothing is more liberating and fulfilling and enduring. There really is no alternative because our life, all life, is this love. Exquisite in its simplicity, as T.S. Eliot would say, and costing not less than everything. Amen.